what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 200. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I hope you are at least half as excited as I am about 200 episodes of the show. Now, look, I'm not even going to lie to you. I did not record a specific podcast for this episode, but it's so good. You're going to be obsessed. So this episode is actually all about one of my favorite leadership books, which if you are somebody who is trying to step into leadership or maybe develop more leaders in your organization, it is the five dysfunctions of a team. And this is me training some of our core leaders on exactly how to utilize this in their businesses. So I think it's super useful. And if you find it to be useful, all I want you to do is screenshot it, put it in your Instagram story, tag me, tag some friends, and you can be entered to giveaways as long as you leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to reviews. Now, because it's episode 200, obviously I have to do a $200 giveaway. That just makes sense. You have 24 hours to claim your prize by DMing me on Instagram, and you do have to share it in order to win. And the winner of $200 is Christy.Hensley with the subject line, too legit to quit. Jesse Lee, you are a golden soul. Thank you for being my encourager, fighter, and inspiration. You treat everyone like equals, and your podcast oozes your love for humanity. I can't thank you enough for not stopping in your fight. You alone have been a huge pivot for me, and I have so much gratitude for that. XOXO. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for all the downloads, shares, all that good stuff, subscribes, whatever. means a lot to me, and I appreciate you. Have a great one. I hope you enjoy episode 200 of the show. So if you look at your team right now and all of the tasks that you are now uh, stumbling upon, we're all at different stages because all of our teams are different. Some of our teams have one gigantic leg. Some of us are super wide. Some of us are very heavy on our own customers. Some of us are more in um, a managerial role. Some of us are uh, in a uh, um, you know very passive role of leadership. Some of us are super active in leadership. Some, I mean, there's so many different styles of of leadership that are sitting even on this line right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's just different ways of doing business and leading. And so, um, uh, basically this book in general is how to make dysfunctional teams function. That's what it's all about. And so I don't want, I don't, I don't want you to hear that and think that I think anybody's team on here is dysfunctional and is falling apart or anything like that. That's not what this is. Um, and we will do the team assessment actually in a little bit here. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to go through, Um, And I'll let you guys actually rate on the scale to see where you think our team is and then allow you to rate where you think your teams are as well at the same time. So, uh, but basically it should help you get over just real time issues that are going on in your teams because I think as you're starting to notice the bigger your teams get, the more issues you're dealing with. Um, And again, the better you can can become. Um, We can all grow. We can all lead differently. We can all lead better. And uh, I think a lot of us, need, like you just said, to develop more leaders. And that's what I think this allows us to do. And leadership is the stability of your business. I can't say that enough. You know, I remember going to GoPro and Eric said, um, influencers are the most important part of your business. And I think instead of influencers, I think it's leadership. You know, I don't think it's achievement. I don't think it's necessarily rank. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all, since I know I'm speaking to our champs and above. I'm just saying there, in my opinion, is a very very big difference between leadership and achievement. Um, huge difference. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I am telling you leadership is a verb. Achievement is, what is that? A noun or a pronoun, I guess, depending on how you use, how you use it in a sentence. It's very different. And yes, there are different leadership styles. Um, but I would just, I just want to, again, it's my opinion, but I will remind you, we are at most in month 34 of our business. So we are not yet 
in my opinion, in a stage where it's time to chill. We're not in chill season. We're in spring. Okay. Um, and I know some of you are definitely making money that quite frankly, some of you never imagined that you would make. And so it's a little alarming almost. And we need to remember to readjust those goals. Like we talked about last night, uh, but this is the beginning. This is the beginning stage. And if you're starting to get used to the money you're making right now, whether it's 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, whatever it is a month you're making, you will lose that. I'll, I'll just tell you right now, you will lose it if you are going into management mode. We're not, it's not stable yet enough. None of us. My check right now, as large as it is, it will literally deteriorate into, I don't even know. It would, I mean, I wouldn't go broke, but it would crash and burn. Okay. And so I say that because now is time for a lot of leadership. Um, and something I said today on a coaching call with Brittany is I said, okay, so you've established, and I say this because there's a lot of you, you've started to establish who your rank fours, fives, sixes are, right? How many of you have started to establish like that group, that core group of four, five, six, maybe even seven for some of you, you know, you see who those people are. I said, I need you to start identifying who your threes and fours are, your new threes and fours. Um, and really pouring into those people, because if we're going to develop more leadership underneath of what we already have, you've got to get down in there and find out who the threes and the fours are, because that is your next crop of leaders. I actually use the example of Adele. Oh, this is Adele's first champ Zoom. Yay, Adele. Welcome. Uh, so your uh, Adele, I actually used as an example. I said, you know, Adele didn't think, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Adele joined me and said, Oh, I'm going to be a champ. <laughs> like maybe like, I'm going to be a champ, you know, in a cute little Irish accent, you know, that wasn't Irish, but like there was a level of me being like, no, somewhere in there, there's a champ. Right. And then the belief with Brooke too, where of course Brooke's like, Oh my God, that's a champ where continually over and over again, speaking to her at rank three and rank three and rank three and rank three. And then finally rank four and 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 being like, ah, oh, she's got more in there. There's more in there. There's more. And I could use this example with a lot of you. It's just her first zoom. So I want to give her a little bit of boop, boop. Okay. But I'm just telling you, um, she was it, both the two of us, Brooke and myself, uh, had certainly identified her as somebody that if we would push on her a little bit, we could get her from that two, three to that three, four, from the three, four to the four, five, from the four, five to the five, six to the six, five, six to the six, seven. Right. And that's a lot of you on here and that's what we have to do. So continually finding where your new crop is, right. I think is really important and is part of the stage that a lot of you are in. And so much of that is going to be what we kind of talk about today through, um, using almost this team model that they talk about in five dysfunctions of a team, um, to understand how your team can work mo more cohesively and then develop into a team that turns into a machine. Uh, if you, I know not all of you are frontline to me, but if you were to see how specifically my frontline interacts with each other, it's crazy. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, because it's almost like, and I know it's because there's a lot of them, right? But, and there's a lot of this, like we'll go over. It is such a team inside of a team. It's a leadership group in and of itself that elevates the rest of the group. And so if you can start to really, uh, like I said, stay in springtime and not get comfortable with your check of five to $50,000, you will also have that same thing where then it's almost like they start driving each other to rank two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine and beyond because inside of the team is a fully functioning team inside of a team. Make sense?
That makes sense. And that's really where the freedom lies as well, because then I'm able to still focus on somebody mentioned balance. I think it was Courtney Champman, um, where somewhere you start mentioning balance. I'm able to balance a lot more in my stage one activity, my personal sales, my personal life, my personal, whatever, et cetera, simply because there's a team inside of a team that's fully functioning. Make sense? Cool. All right. So, um, the five main areas The five main areas that are high functioning in cohesive teams, for those of you taking notes, number one, trust. That's the biggest bottom part of the pyramid, trust. Uh, The second is conflict, which I know sounds interesting, right? Conflict, we'll go over it. Uh, The third is commitment, then accountability, and then results. Okay, and if you learn it like this in that pyramid, it becomes a foundation, right? Because I think you may have noticed this, look inside of this group right here, this champ team right here, this leadership group right here. If we don't trust each other, we can't effectively move on to the next step, which is learning to engage in constructive conflict. Make sense? If I don't trust Jamie Lynn, she doesn't come to me when there's conflict. She talks to, well, she would point to Brooke, I mean to Brie. So then she's going to talk to Brie about conflict and never talk overall to the entire team. If Kayla can't trust me, she's never going to talk to me. She's going to go to Jenny Lynn. She's going to go to Brittany. She's going to go to court. It's going to cause a cycle of craziness. Okay. So teams have to trust each other in order to effectively move into conflict. And so, um, going through this, uh, I think that it, it's just, it's, it's important. You can read the book, of course, but I just want to go through all of this because I think that this will help you build your teams. Okay. So, um, at the beginning of the book, it's funny because there's this leader in the book. Her name's Catherine. She's the one taking over the team and like she walks into it and she tells this guy, I don't remember his name, but she tells this guy in the book, she's basically like, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. And I don't know if you've ever, um, seen anything like that or experienced anything like that. But what is the natural tendency of somebody who says that? You're like, get the hell out of here. I don't even know you, right? There's literally no trust there. And so as you're taking notes, I want you to think of ways that you can start to cultivate and build trust among your organization. A lot of that, I think it deals with communication. A lot of that, I think is, um, being a person of integrity and character and showing up as you say you're going to be. I think a lot of that ends up being somebody, um, who ends up, you know, just, yeah, it really is the communication. Okay. It's the communication. And so ways you can do this, uh, it mentions in the book is saying things like, uh, not just trust, but vulnerability-based trust. And so having conversations where you let people know, you know, that you're human. It was, was it just, did it just happen? Oh yeah. I was like, did this just happen? My days are all running together. So I just set a fire outside trying to grill a burger and decided I really just shouldn't be trying to feed myself. Like, I think I just shouldn't do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, yeah, I, so I set a fire outside And I wrote a status and I just said, I'm going to double, continue to do what I say I'm going to do, which is double down on my strengths. I'm going to go do some trainings and I'm going to stop trying to fix my weaknesses because clearly I'm just going to burn this house down. And so it was funny because, well, not funny, but one of the comments was, thank you so much for reminding us that you're human. And so I know it's hard sometimes for you to put yourself almost on, and I don't want to say a pedestal, but it's the only word I can think of. I don't want you to put yourself on a pedestal around your team. I think that's dangerous. I think it's really dangerous. 
But I think you need to remember sometimes that your teams idolize you in a way, right? Like not in an unhealthy way, you know, not like a false idols kind of way, but in like a, they chose you, they respect you, they crave your time, they crave your attention, they crave your energy, they crave whatever it is, okay? And so when you know that and then you remind them that you're human, that's a great way to build trust, you know, last week when I said to you guys on whatever it was, I think it was in the champ chat, I said it, because I, I said I thought I said it on a training, but I think I just said it in the champ chat, and I said, guys, just so you know, I'm literally not working on Saturday. Like, it's not happening. I am not doing anything. I'll do one training, and that's it. Um, not that I didn't, like, it's not that I didn't touch my business at all, but I was, that was the most chill day, uh, and it was great that I went to Arizona, because um, if anybody lives anywhere that is that hot, uh, I don't know if any of you live anywhere that hot, uh, but uh, what, Mexico, I guess, maybe, maybe Roberto. Um, but I will tell you, wow, my it was 116 degrees uh, Fahrenheit in a dry heat, and I took my phone out. It was in the shade, and that thing turned into, like, when you put a hot pocket in a microwave, and you, like, go to bite into it, and your whole entire face burns off. Uh, yeah, terrible, okay? And so it was, like, this almost forced chill out, Jesse Lee. You literally can't send a text message. My phone I took out to take a photo. It was like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is really bad, okay? But it was really good. And it was almost like, I mean, I could like even just your responses as champs, you were like, thank God, take a day off, like go chill. Like we need you to be relaxed. And so I want you to remember to show your team that you are human. I want you to remember to show them, you know, the parts of you that are just not always pretty and perfect and polished and whatever, because I know sometimes we think it's better if they, if, if they do think we're great or perfect or whatever, but that doesn't create trust at all. It creates this, again, almost idolization of you instead of, oh my God, she's human or he's human. Okay. So vulnerability based trust. So, um, I want you to become very aware of your individual strengths and weaknesses. And then also inside your leadership group, identifying what their weeks, their weaknesses and strengths are in one sec. Cause Kumba's weakness is that he likes to come in and out of the house 63 times a day. Come on in, son. Cool off, and we'll let you back out in seven minutes' time, okay? All right. He got into something. He's got, like, goo on his head. I don't know what's going on. Kumba's current weakness is the crusty spots on his forehead. Who knows? All right. So, um, like Andreas just said, when you take holiday, it gives me trust. How crazy but true. Same thing. Like, Lizbeth got to see me in Italy on a day when we weren't really super crazy scheduled. It wasn't, like, meeting, 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 meeting. But, and I've said it on here before, she got, we got to have girl talk. We got to have, like, this is what's going on talk. We got to have, how are you? How's your family? How's all the stuff talk? Instead of it being all business all the time. Okay. All right, so um, the next, like I said, the next uh, part of that little pyramid after you've started to gain trust, whether that's through um, explaining your goals, explaining their goals, finding out their goals, finding out about them, finding out who they are, what they care about, what motivates them, etc. which again is why I'm really loving this clear out of my frontline chats, uh, me having exact goals on there of, okay, this person wants to be ranked two. This person wants to be ranked eight. This person wants 10,000 in personal volume, whatever it is. It's almost like, I feel like I'm more connected to them as well. 
Does that make sense? Okay, so it's like a two-way street where um, it also, again, will help you identify who could be a leader because leaders are gonna show up. Leaders are gonna fill out a freaking survey, right? Leaders are gonna take the 14 milliseconds to fill out the Amazon wish list or whatever it is, you know? They're gonna do the little things. And so then you can also work together towards their goals and you can say things like, hey, Leslie, um, you know, you mentioned to me that your goal is blah, blah, blah. How can I help you achieve that? Um, and something that I really think we should do collectively as a, as a unit, uh, is on the 10th of the month, let's, if, if I forget someone remind me, but I think we, in all of our individual groups and as, as an overall empire, we should make some huge, big, massive deal about everybody that hit multiplier by the 10th of the month, because those are going to be the people again, to identify, to drive to those next levels of leadership, whether it's two, three, four, five etc. and beyond. Um, and now that we have the Empire Team page on Instagram, I plan on doing a boatload of recognition on there. I think that that will motivate people even more than the Facebook group recognition because that is public, right? Now it's public knowledge who top sellers are. Now it's public knowledge who's top in SmartShip. Now it's public knowledge who, um, you know, current credibility, if you will, is R, is R, are. Uh, now it's, 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 you know, whatever. So leaderboards in there, um, MVP multipliers, whatever, setting that pace and then setting that standard. I guess I shared it in the story and all those people are sharing into their stories. Oh, sorry, Kayla. I'll follow you. I'll have, I'll let, I'll let the moderator of the, I'm kidding. It's me of the empire page. Follow you back. I'll send it to management. Okay. All right. So I just think it's powerful. I just think it's powerful. And it's, and, and for those and, and it's not to make anybody feel bad. It's so that people can start making sure that they're, they know that they're seen, right? So anyway, and moving them towards their goals. But I think that collectively, if we talk about who's hit it by the 10th of the month, um, it's almost like you'll have people talking about almost like this freedom that they have around it because then it is achieved. Okay, so the second uh, part of the pyramid, like I said, is going to be conflict. Hold on, Wookie needs to come in now. Good Lord. Come on, child. Come on, baby girl. Can you hot? Come on, get in here. Come in here, get too hot. You're gonna overheat. You need to get inside. Just get inside. Come on, snow little mosey. Come on, come on, little mosey, mosey. Come on, mosey, mosey, mosey. Okay. 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 Conflict. Okay. Conflict. What a lot of teams have is something in this book that they talk about um, as artificial harmony. How many of you know exactly what that is without me even explaining it, okay? Like the tip towing around, okay? The, oh no, everything's fine. Let me tell you why the Italian team was so dysfunctional and now they have to rebuild from it already. Oh my, this conflict part was their biggest part. They had a demon, a big old demon rank seven, right? Big problem. And everyone was kind of like, no, we're happy. It's everything's happy. It's happy. Okay. That's not a good way to lead. It's a good way to terrify everybody. Okay. So when you have the trust, then you can engage in constructive conflict. Okay. Cause when there's tensions or when there's issues or when there's ideological issues or when there's, I didn't get paid out on this issue, or if there's why did you highlight so-and-so issues or whatever? As long as you have trust, there's not going to be a bunch of fighting, 
Okay, so we've had a ton of, of examples of that on our team. You've probably noticed, right? And we've grown, I mean, we've only grown through it because we do have the trust. Knowing that if there's an actual issue, you don't have to like tiptoe around it. You can come right to me, you know, is something that makes the team a better, more cohesive unit. This is one of the things I think our team does really well, right? I think this is something our team is quite frankly world-class at. Like, it's not to say that people's feelings aren't going to get hurt here and there. My feelings get hurt, your feelings, whatever. But we have the level of trust where you can then have those conversations. The amount of texts I've gotten from, you know, Brittany over the years or Melissa over the years or Brooke even or Courtney or Sydney or whatever. You know, I'm just looking around the Zoom right here where it's like, hey, whoa, what's going on with blah, blah, blah. We need to talk. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk. Like, what happened? But nobody feels like they're under attack or under fire, you know, I think is one of the things that makes us incredibly strong. So think about the way you speak to your team. And I think a lot of that ends up being the way you react to things. And so as leaders, can we make sure we get every side of a story? Can we make sure that there's a level of respect, even if, you know, Marsh is right in the center of my screen. This is probably, you're probably going to have one of the hardest times with this because, not because you're not amazing, you are, but because your family's involved in this, right? And so you literally are going to have to, quite frankly, pick against your family as times go on, where you're like, actually, Christopher, you are being psycho, don't say this, you're psycho right now. No, I'm kidding. But like, if he's in the wrong and it's some random person from, you know, Botswana, I don't know why I said that, but like some random person from Botswana or wherever the heck they live, okay, who um, is actually in the right, it's can you have two sides of the conversation and then make a decision? Because as soon as you start to mess with that conflict piece of the pyramid, it starts to interfere with the trust part again. And as soon as you start losing trust in people, you, you know this, none of you are stupid. How many of you used to trust somebody and then they betrayed your trust because of it, in, it tends to be in some kind of conflict, some kind of argument, some t- kind of hard situation, they betray you and you might even still be nice to them right now, but you'll never, you'll never be able to look at them the same way. Or you're trying to repair trust still, some of you, probably years later, where you're like, God, I really want to respect her, but like, ah, I still remember how she actually dealt with that situation, how she lied, or how she jumped down my throat, or how she yelled at me, or how she picked her husband, or whatever it is, you know? Um, I was trying to not use Marsha again as an example, right? Whatever it is, um, whatever those things are, it's it, the whole thing starts to come crumbling down. It's a massive dysfunction of a team. And so just keep that in consideration, that second dysfunction of, of, of conflict. Now, if, if you heard me, I said it's a lack of conflict as well. So some of you, and I know this because I know a lot of you very, very well, One of the big dysfunctions on your team is that you don't have the hard conversations, right? And if you want to have a stable team, something you have to do is determine whether or not you are having a conversation as a friend or a conversation as a business partner, okay? And I was coaching a rank four the other day, almost rank five, um, 
in my front line, but she's been placed somewhere else. She had asked to be placed and she said, I am in a massive conflict right now because I love the person that you moved me under because I chose to be her, to be with her, but she's my friend and she's a terrible leader. I said, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I was like, we don't have to like pick, you know, use word, you know, whatever. I said, that's not the point. I said, I don't know how she leads personally because she's not be, I'm not being led by her. Right. And so she kind of gave me more specific examples, etc. And then I said, so first of all, the obstacles, the way I'm going to need you to start running your own zooms, which all of you, you know, maybe I'm speaking to a lot more than just the person I coached the other day about this, but I said, I'm going to need you to start running your own zooms. I'm going to need you to be the leader and I'm going to need you to have a courageous conversation with this woman. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you need to tell her and set the boundary. And some of you, this is more than just the person, like some of you, I'm speaking to you right now, right? You need to have that conversation where you say, I love you as a friend. I love you. If they have kids, I love your kids. I love your family. I love hanging out with you at the park. I love our phone calls where we talk about stupid stuff. I love, um, you know, whatever it is. Okay. But like, we, and I didn't say bash your leadership. Don't even mention the leadership was my tip. I said, just tell her you don't want to discuss business with her anymore. And she said, oh my God, I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf on this Zoom with you right now. I, how am I going to have this phone conversation with her? I said, I don't care if it's a phone conversation, a Zoom, in person, a text message. I said, but sometimes you need to say, I need to do what's best for my team. And this is a hard conversation for me. I don't want to fight you. I love you, but you can't lead me, right? Some of you, that's you that's sitting on the Zoom right now, right? But think about how much stronger that makes your team. Think of how much stronger that makes you if you have to step into your leadership, how much stronger it makes you if you have those conversations that are tough. There's nothing but love. I, you know, and so she loves her as a friend. She can't stand her as a leader. That's okay. But can you build a team off of the artificial non-conflict, the artificial harmony? No, because this person's been stuck at rank four. She's got so much more in her, but she's been stuck at rank four because she's pretending that everything's peaceful and everything's fine. How many of you are stuck at rank six for the exact same reason. Ah, okay then. Or seven or eight or whatever it is. Shots fired. I know, not sorry. I'll pretend it's tea, but it's water. Okay, so I want you to think about that, okay? So make sure you are having the conflict. The lack of conflict is actually hurting some of your businesses. And don't look at conflict as like, okay, so now I gotta fight. Jesse Lee said, let's fight. It's not that, okay? It's just having the courageous conversations. And I know we had, didn't we have a Zoom? Wasn't it two weeks ago? We talked about courageous conversations, how to have them. Was that this call? Okay, so now that you know how to have them, put on your big boy, big girl pants and go have those conversations, okay? All right, last month, I don't know where this year is going. So if it was last month, if it was last year, if it was the past century, that's possible. It's been like five months of quarantine already, hasn't it? Like what is going on? Crazy. Okay. Then the next part of the pyramid is the lack of commitment. That's the third dysfunction. Okay. So the commitment 
is about buy-in, right? You, you need a team that's buying in to an overall goal, an overall mission, an overall outcome, whatever you want to call it. And people need to be bought in to allow everyone to explain their point of view during the conflicts. Because again, if people don't have buy-in to what you're doing, then they don't care to have the conversation. Make sense? Like if they don't trust you, if you're not having the conversation, and then if you don't have the buy-in because you're not, like you said, opening the door and allowing people to explain their points of view, then you're going to have an issue with commitment. If every time Marsha texted me with an issue or something, I, and that sounded bad. It sounded like she texts me all the time with issues. She doesn't. Okay. But if she isn't comfortable explaining her point of view with me, it's a problem. If Brooke's going through a storm and she can't text me and say, here's what's going on. We need to talk about it. Um, I'm committed to this team. Here's what's happening. I'm very frustrated in my business. This is why. And she can't explain her point of view. It's a problem. If Leanne's pissed off at me or Brittany or Angela or Whitney or whoever else, who knows, pissed off at the team, the world, whatever, and she's not comfortable with her explaining her point of view because she feels like nobody's even going to hear her, you can't have a cohesive team unit, right? Again, it goes back to communication, I suppose, where, you know, then somebody knows that they can say something. You know it's an open door policy. It goes back to you know you're not going to get yelled at. You know you're not going to get screamed at. You know that you're going to have somebody who, if you come at me, even if you do yell at me, you can be guaranteed I'm not going to scream back, right? That kind of that kind of energy, if you will, is where there is commitment, right? And so it's not about everybody um, having that general consensus, like I said, where we all, like, quite frankly, I don't want you all to agree with me all the time. Make sense? Like we are so much stronger when you have a different perspective. It's way better when, like I still remember, this is so long ago now. I remember it was Melissa. She was like, I send all my things through PayPal. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Like that is way, that is ridiculous. Like I'm literally not gonna do that. And then I kept seeing her being able to mail out her trials like every day, like zing, 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 zing. I'm like, what? Okay, maybe I'm the idiot. Let me try. And then I never looked back. I would literally die without it. And then I remember when Sydney was sitting at my house, I think, and she kept showing me this Equid thing. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. That's stupid. That's whatever. I'll, if, I, if I make one of those, I'm going to sell too many trials, I think is something I said. And Sydney's like, yeah, you're going to sell a lot more because it's easier than collecting crap on Facebook or text messages or whatever, she, Instagram. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she helped me. She helped me set it up but I was really stubborn like I was really stubborn about it and Sydney was the one who kept telling me I was being stupid you're 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 wasting money and then here we know and so or here we are I know like perfect example uh it's kind of funny Kayla doesn't have one what a silly silly okay but anyway it take it's the easiest website ever it would take you less than 10 minutes I swear by that Kayla so um 
you're missing out. But anyway, so it's not about all of us agreeing because every single one of you on this call has made me better just out of full transparency. Like every single one of you on here, I have learned something from you. I have grown from every single one of you. I'm think I'm remembering when I said, I'm not going to go to the store and buy blender bottles. That is stupid. Like anybody could go buy a blender bottle and everyone's like, well, look at what Amanda Hodgemahalas is doing. I'm like, Oh, 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 I, I, okay. And then the whole team's better for it. Okay. You know, it's crazy. Jenny and 21 jump. I'm like, I, that's, that's a lot of that Jenny. That's just too much. Okay. And now you've got Brittany Anderson on a call today. She's like, Oh my God, volume this month. I'm like, Oh word. Okay. So that's because of commitment. That's because there is a center unit where everybody wants the whole team to get better, right? And understanding that how we've done something is not necessarily how we're always going to do everything. I'll say that again. How we do something is not necessarily how we're always going to do everything. So yesterday I was on this mastermind with Eric Worre, Brittany Anderson, Jenny, and a bunch of other people. And, you know, we're sitting there. And I loved that somebody, it might have even been Eric, was calling out companies that they have these like old bag of bones board of directors, right? Not understanding the dysfunction it causes in companies, teams, organizations when you let the old heads who haven't worked for, and I don't mean old by like old people. I mean like old heads who have been around for a long time and they're, they're a bunch of DNBs, you know, do nothing bees. Okay. Sit around on their little thrones. Okay. And like, oh, I built something 43 years ago. Great. Great. Good for you. Good on you. We don't care. Okay. Uh, make decisions for your company and your team. So as an example, you know, I know it kind of hurt some people's feelings when a couple of months ago we removed people from the champ chat who had not been champ for three months or more. I know it doesn't feel good, right? But it's not meant to hurt your feelings. We agreed on the rules. We agreed on current credibility. You said, yes, okay. And your level of commitment then to get back in the group, those of you who dropped and came right back up, wow, doesn't it feel better to know you made it? Like you did it. You weren't just sitting there like a duck feeling uncomfortable for like being in a group that you don't even feel like you earned. You know what I mean? Like I want you to think about that. So that level of commitment to your business, to change, to growth, you know, listening and learning from anybody and everybody I think is so important. Like, you know, David getting frustrated and pissed off that he was ranked four for multiple months in a row. And then being like, screw this, I'm getting on flipping TikTok, I'm going to tickety-tackety, and I'm going to freaking blow up Mexico with it. Like, thank you. And now I'm over here like, all right, I'm going to Mexico next week. Uh, David, I'm going to need some TikTok lessons. I'm going to need you to teach me the ways of TikTok Mexico. And he's like, absolutely. I want to watch you work. I was like, I just want to watch you TikTok. So, cause, uh, I just get on there and do an occasional dance. All right. But, uh, you're making a lot of money on there. So can you help us just out? He stays shirtless. Great. I mean, I'm ready. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, uh, but anyway, so I think that's so, so important that we, we always learn. You know, I look at the ways that 
um, I've, I've learned from uh, Luna or I've learned from Courtney Chapman, you know, where it's like, these are people who are very like Zen, la, la, la. And I'm like, I'm not Zen, la, la, la. I don't know what rocks I'm supposed to shove in my shirt. I don't know what I'm like. I don't, so I just don't, you know, like, I don't know what things are supposed to happen. I'm very energy conscious and like very intuitive, but I, I mean, you shove stones places that most people don't. Uh, and so, I mean, I don't know. Like I, we're, I'm willing to learn, you know, willing to learn. All right. So, but I look that <laughs> I just see the different levels of growth. And I mean, I bought like seven of them, Melissa. What do you do them all? I mean, if you, does it get extra power? If you, I don't know. Is it just, I don't know how these things work. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, back to this, like a two and a half year old conversation, but we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Um, but Oh, geez, Kayla. Okay, all right. So I'm going to um, stop reading the chat now, and I'm going to move right along. Uh, but I just think that let people commit. You know, let people commit to their point of view. And when, especially when you're having differences, letting people understand that the commitment builds on the conflict and the trust, uh, which allows you to become a better, stronger, faster team. And I think that's why I've been so adamant that we use pronouns like our and I've been so adamant that we talk about uh, our empire not Jesse Lee's empire uh, because it is what makes us stronger it is what makes us oh my gosh that's true we have minors here good god Chris you know isn't your birthday next month like can you sign off for the next 30 days like good lord okay you have to talk the 27th. All right. It's this month. Okay. Great, great, great. Okay. So we can stop censoring ourselves because clearly this is a censored zoom so far. Uh, (laughs) All right. So after the lack of commitment, the, uh, the, the fourth dysfunction of a team is lack of accountability. And so once the team, as you can see, this group right here is committed, we have to hold each other accountable. And that type of accountability is primarily behavioral. Again, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I, I wanted to kick you out of a champ chat. It's not that I wanted to make you feel, you know, what some type of way because you didn't hit MVP multiplier. And so I won't let you train in front of the team or it's none of those things. It's that if we're going to have a strong team back to whatever it was, I said, I can't have favorites because I like Sydney. I can't let her train if she's not MVP multiplier. I can't let her be in a group if she's going to drop from a rank. I can't. I can't. Because as soon as I start to do that, it betrays everything underneath of that. And then Sasha starts looking at me sideways. And Andrea starts, you know, saying sneaky things in saunas to Sasha. I'm kidding. And then Lizbeth starts getting pissed off. And then Sonia and Guido are yelling. And God knows what happens. Well, she likes blah, blah, blah more than she likes so-and-so. And she likes Lindy more than she likes Melly. And then Whitney's her favorite. And then someday she likes Megan. And she, hey, she let, she let Shauna train. And Shauna hasn't done that. Like, are you kidding me? Now, how many of you, if you're being honest with yourselves have seen this happen in your teams because you did edify the person who wasn't really the one doing it. And I've done it. I've done it. And we learn from our mistakes, but it's a massive dysfunction of our team. So hold yourself and hold others accountable. If you're going to set a standard of MVP multiplier, champ, 
rank four, rank whatever, to train, to lead, to coach, to mentor, to edify on social, to do whatever, well then make it that standard and stand by it, right? That accountability is extremely important, okay? So I know it's hard to say things like, hey, can we get off of our phones when we're on here unless you're taking notes on your phone, right? I know it's hard to say, like whatever it is, but those are things sometimes we have to hold ourselves accountable for. It's hard to say sometimes like, hey, I love you, but um, it's, it's end of month. Like we need to close the month instead of going out dancing or whatever it is. You know, like there's a lot of things we want to do. What can we hold ourselves accountable for and how can we hold our team accountable as well? Okay, so what are you even talking about? I'm allowed to eat dinner. Thank you very much, Sydney Smith. All right. And I hit every last one of my goals last month, so I don't even want to with you, all right? I don't even want to with you, all right? But anyway, so this is hard to do, really hard to do when it's people you view as your peers, okay? But it's impossible to do if you don't have that buy-in, that commitment, because I know you're committed. So if I say, hold on, you said you're not going to miss champ zooms, yet here we are. Like, I, I can't look at you the same anymore, Brie. And she's on here, obviously. But, like, can't look at you the same anymore. You said you're going to show up. You said this business mattered to you. You said you were committed. You said you had buy-in for your team. Like, we've got to hold each other accountable. So, as you grow and as you build, <clears throat> set those standards as well. You know, maybe it's something like, oh, I got to post it today, by the way. Let me write that down. Um, post it. Okay. I'm not going to remember that. Why did I write the word post it? That's not going to help anything. Post homework. Like I said, I wanted to post homework every day. So let's make sure we post homework every day. Let's make sure we give our people homework every single day. Let's make sure. Yeah. And remind me, Brittany, please post volume, you know, uh, make sure we're posting numbers in that Instagram group. Make sure I'm getting a post up every day on the empire team page so we can build that page. You know, so we have something to edify how big and strong and amazing and incredible and personality filled our team is. Accountability is, is critical. If you want your team to grow, not only do you need to be accountable, but you need to hold them accountable as well. Extremely important. And then, of course, the fifth dysfunction of a team is, like I said, the results. Okay. And even though sometimes we're going to have of a couple trust issues we have to work through or conflict issues we have to work through or commitment issues we have to work through or accountability issues we have to work through. You need to remember that it's about the team achieving group results. Okay. Because if the team is working together, then it ends up not just being your goals. And that's what I see a lot of is that, and it's not even intentional, right? It's that we're so focused on making sure we hit rank or we hit this or we do whatever that we forget sometimes in the craziness of all of it that if we want the results, then we have to make sure we're focusing on what everybody else is doing to help them get there too. And that's why I said, let's make sure that it's our goal. I love that, Courtney, first of all. Second of all, let's make sure that we are those people hitting multiplier earlier in the month. Something I, I love that um, Brittany caught herself with and she said to me, she's like, I think my problem is that I'm 
man, I'm like, she's in summer. She didn't say this really, but she's like, she's been doing a lot of summer activities, a lot of like trying to coach and a lot of like trying to motivate and a lot of trying to get to know people even more, or a lot of like, okay, I've got my team. Like, let me like bring them all along with me. Let's develop these, these people to rank six, rank seven, rank, rank eight, whatever. Instead of saying, hold on a minute. I don't remember the exact words she used, but it was like, I need to inspire them. Like I need to go out there and just say, shut up and go crazy. They need to see me work again. And I said, and write this down. They need someone to catch. I love that. I need you guys to think about where did your best players come from? I told her to do this today on, on a coaching call we did. I said, where did your best players come from? Was it uh, TikTok? Was it a Facebook Live? What kind of Facebook Live was it? Was it a Keto Kitchen? Was it a Business Live? Was it a um, Funny Live? Was it from an in-person event? Was it from church? Was it from a prior company? Was it from Instagram? Was it from YouTube? Was it from a gym you work out at? I don't know. But you need to find out where your best players are so you can double down on the things that give you ROI. Okay? When I, like I am an untouchable monster in recruiting right now because I went back to what I do best, which is absolutely rip, roar, and destroy in business lives. Like I, I wreck house. When I do what I've been doing the last two and a half, three months. Well, I guess since quarantine started, so five months. It's getting crazy. My rec- last month was over 40 personal recruits. The month before, 34. Like I'm going crazy. Okay? So you need to figure out that that's me though. For me, it's business lives. I'm not telling you to do business lives. I'm saying look at the best people in your business. Where did they come from? And then give them something to catch like Brittany said. Show them, hey, guess who hit multiplier the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth of the month? Hey, who's going to catch me? Hey, hey, who's coming for me? Right? Like, let people know. And maybe it's only talking about MVP multiplier, so it's something that they can actually reach. But aside from that, it's group results. Right? It's not about your goals as much as it is the team goals. And if everybody starts getting aligned on what the group's goals are, you will explode. You will explode. So you need to keep people bought in on what you are doing as an overall team so that they are then accountable to the goal. Then they get excited and then they're committed to the goal. And then they want to work through the conflicts and issues of getting to the goal because they trust each other in the goal. Make sense? Okay, good.